This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Yes, it is on a Thursday coming at you here from the capital city of the 402. Thanks for tuning in on 93.7 The Ticket, uh, theticketfm.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter live streams all up and running for you on this fine Thursday. Welcome to it, Stricken. Yes! How you feeling today? How you doing? Hey, listen, it, it is it is a uh, wonderful day. I'm, I'm, I'm still... Now, listen, I, I can't say f- only because I've been in Orlando the last year to where it's very constant. Other than the rain, the one thing that you get in Florida is you're going to get rain at some point during the summer seasons every day. It's going to rain every day for about 30 minutes, 40 minutes or whatever, and then it disappears and the sun comes out and the day changes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Texas, the, the place I've lived in here, has some of the most schizophrenic, <laughs> bipolar weather that I've uh, ever witnessed. I'm talking about going from 80 degrees down to 30 or 40 in hours. Mm-hmm. And so I'm still mind adjusting to all of that. Um, it's causing me to have a little pause and hesitation. Now, I want to see Vashon, Vashon Leonard. I want to I want to see that. I, if I can get to that, I want to see it. <laughs> but uh, it's giving me a lot of pause and hesitation regarding going to the game. I may sit in a lounge somewhere since it's, it's uh, you know, cigar and, and smoke weekend and put my feet up with a nice cigar and kind of watch it. Mm. But, yeah, so that's how it is today, my brother. How are you? Doing just fine. I will not be able to watch the spring game. I'll be there for pregame, mm-hmm. but I uh, got a wedding to go to. Ah. So getting people to report to me what exactly is going on. Um, but, hey, that's why we're here. That's why the Internet exists. Uh, we go back and watch stuff like that. Big facts. Before we get going too much further in the show, do want to say thank you to Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Uh, never a better day to get Mary Ellen's than today. Never. Never a better day to do it. Um, I, I've, lost, I've lost almost 10 pounds. So, um, means you need a lot of Mary Ellen to get saying, back to where not, you were. <laughs> yeah, not, not to saying that uh, Mary Ellen's won't do it, but Mary Ellen's leaves you comatose and I need to work out. And, mm. Uh, mm. Uh, and, and, and not from uh, 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 just a heaviness standpoint of it, like just being heavy, but just from a standpoint, it'd be so good that you just don't want to do nothing but sit down Mm-mm. and just let it savor. And just let it mm, marinate and just like the old Italians used to do. Mwah. You know what I mean? Mwah. You just do that and sit down somewhere and don't move for the rest of the evening. And and that's kind of why um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to drop these extra pounds. I'm trying to get there. I'm, I've got to go. I've been watching freaking Mark. Mark Onweiler <laughs> yeah. has been going nuts. And, uh, you know, he's had a whole wardrobe change. And so I'm trying to I'm trying to get down to there. Cause I got some suits I still want to get back into uh, Austin. Ooh. I got a few suits I've you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm trying to pop a collar or two. You I know see what you. I, mean? yeah. I will see you. Yeah, pop one of those collars at work someday. Man, come real formal like. Yeah, like Nate Brennan used to do. 
you you never got to see. I Nate never Britton got to see that here with, me, No, because you know he yeah, was on TV. Suit, yeah, yeah. he come in with his suit, makeup on and stuff. Like, get <laughs> makeup on the come radio, on, Nate. Nate. Yeah, Nate, Nate. Doggy, dog. Come what on, are we doing? That's funny. Um, plenty to get to today. Um, it is four twenty. That's what we talked about in the, the crossover. Uh, with Rico there with the happy hour. We'll get into a little bit more of that, some infamous athlete moments uh, with the devil's lettuce and such. Uh, We'll get into that. And then I I saw this, Strick, and I want to get into it a little bit. What's the worst way to cheat in sports? Like the most severe cheating? An ultra marathoner took a car for part of her race. I want to get into that. What's the worst, most severe way you can cheat to help yourself win in sports. So that'll be a uh, next segment uh, in the three o'clock hour. Um, we're going to, we're going to mix some, some actual news with some, some sports philosophy debate. SpaceX launched a rocket today mm. and it blew up like two minutes after it had launched. So what are some of the best super teams that never got off the ground uh, that never thrived? I think one uh, very recently comes to mind. We'll get into that. And if super teams are still the way, to build if that's a trend that's going away if it's still here to stay mm-hmm. then we'll talk with andrew alex in the three o'clock hour yeah, he'll definitely have some insight on that andrew alex is very versed mm-hmm. um whatever angle we want to go with andrew alex he's ready for it and uh mm-hmm. i think uh i mean we can even touch on some of the stuff that's going on right now the games are starting to shape up in the N- nba a little bit um mm-hmm. even out so to speak um people that got surprised you know rebounded uh, there's a lot of trash talking going on out there. Uh, Dylan Brooks running his mouth a little bit. Say LeBron is old. I want to see what the what the response is going to be. How does re- you know LeBron respond to that? Does he co- go for a forty piece? You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to see something like that. I'm intrigued in 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 some of these matchups. I love the Westbrook and Durant type of situation. You know, that's why, you know, mm-hmm. so so it's these type of matchups that are intriguing me a little bit more as opposed to the teams, the the matchups that are kind of making me feel kind of good. Let's get into it. Russ and KD, what stands out? Um, just just if you remember back when he was still at OKC um, and, and Durant made the move over to um, uh, Golden State, there was there was some some trash talking. There was some mouth running. You know what I mean? From both uh, sides. From both sides. This is when Russ Russ Book was making his runs. You know, for MVPs and mm-hmm. and getting it done type of deal for him. And and um, you know, Russ got what he asked for. He ran everybody out of OKC. Um, got the numbers he wanted. Just couldn't get the wins. Um, um, because to me, Russ isn't a guy that's going to take you to the promised land. Russ is a guy that can. Um, in his in his prime in his heyday, if 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 Russ would have stayed within him, if Russ I would say would have been more Chris Paulish, you know what I mean in mm-hmm. his approach. Yeah, I, I can do this. I can get there if I need to do this. I can do this. Uh, get to this mid range. I can bop you a couple times. Oh, that you want to back off? Yeah, I'm gonna pop your eyeballs out. You know mm-hmm. these 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 type of things. Um, he would have been better off, I think, in his career. I think he would have had more people that would want to play with him. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, just kind of. Uh, ran ran dry with with how he runs. So so Kevin's a little bit more, you know. Just I'm gonna I'm, gonna, I'm no nonsense. I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna do my thing. So when they started barking, um, that's that's the intriguing thing about that matchup. Now you know what I mean. It's like mm-hmm. none of them are in their heydays. You saw what Booker did to take control of that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul George still absent. I knew probably you know without Paul George doing two was going to be tough so yeah uh, those are those are one of the things I like to see 
that's a fascinating matchup between Westbrook and Durant because they don't guard each other no. a whole lot. It's a lot of passing shots. They're, mm-hmm. they're not squared up. They're not going one-on-one a whole lot. Yeah. The thing that I'm curious to see with Phoenix is Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. Because when I think about Chris Paul, I think of someone who has his fingers you know, on every aspect of the game. Like he's the one that's moving the chessboard, that he has the ball in his hands, diagnosing, running that pick and roll, snaking it, getting to that elbow, stop and pop. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul with Devin Booker and with Kevin Durant has moved off ball so much. Could any other point guard make that transition like he did? Uh, or what percentage of point guards could have done that? Because think about how ball dominant Chris Paul well, was. No, let's just that. let's just kind of run down it. Um, you, you you look at Atlanta, that is not happening with Trey mm-hmm. Young. Um, I don't think Dame Lillard. I think Dame Lillard. Could, could if he was called upon to do that if he didn't have to do what Dame Lillard has to do mm-hmm. um let's go down Denver um they really don't have nobody um Steph Steph uh yeah could Steph yeah. Steph Steph definitely could um Jalen Brunson yeah we he's shown he could because he's played with Luca Luca no no no, no Kyrie no. Ah! If you had two, yeah, but mostly two. no. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you 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 got those those type of situations. John ja? ja Morant, no, I don't think so. I don't uh, think in in total. I mm-hmm. think in spurts or in moments. Yes, I don't think in total. I think um, you know, I think he could slide a little bit if he wanted to. Yeah. Um. Who else? Uh, John Wall. Mm, he's not effective. Without it, okay. John Wall. Just you could just look at his career. He's just not effective uh, in the same manner without it. I'm looking at Twitter. I see Mike Brown. What about De'Aaron Fox? Uh, I think De'Aaron Fox can. I think he can. Uh, but you like what he does because you do. you've got because De'Aaron Fox is. I'll take over when I need to. Mm-hmm. He he really does. He's very poised. He has that. Um, Malik Monk, downhill. Herder, shooter. You know what I'm saying? You start looking at their lineups and, um, you know, you you, kind of find that to be the situation. I think also I like that combination in Cleveland Mm -hmm. with Darius Garland and and Mitchell. I think they both are learning. I knew it was tough when I first saw it. They were tough. It was tough at first. It was kind of a headbutt situation. Darius Garland had just got his money. You know what I mean? He he just had a great year. He was injured. He comes back. And let's be real, Donovan Mitchell's the guy. You know what I mean? Like, yes. hold on, young fella. Like, if I'm the coach, I would have had a real good conversation with Darius Garland. Listen, you are, you, you are who you are. Garland got paid. We need you. Mm-hmm. You got your paper. But look, Donovan Mitchell's the guy. Let's, let's, just, let's just nip that in the butt. Now they figured out, you know, as, a, as teammates – how to make that work. Mm-hmm. And you can see Donovan Mitchell saying, yeah, yeah, go young fella. It's your time. You, you roll it. Tapping him on the back. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, hey, hey, you know, go get it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you can see that. The, that's the thing that I was hoping to see with Kyrie and Luka because that dynamic can really work. The, the only success it was is when Kyrie was out or when Luka was out. That's when right. it was mostly working. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that I just don't know if it'll be able to fit. I got two more for you. One out east, one out west. Which do you want first, east or west? Uh, since I'm going west, let's go east first. Okay. James Harden. Mm. 
<laughs> you you threw a stumper at me. I would say old James Harden, no. I think the newer James Harden, yes. Okay. I think I think he's capable sometimes allowing Maxi to do his things, but Maxi most plaisly off, mostly plays off. They really like James Harden handling. I just don't think he's as aggressive James Harden as he used to be chasing, mm-hmm. hunting. I think he wants to win. I think I think he understands now what it's going to take for them to win. Yes, there may be times that I need to do this. Yes, I may you know need to keep them respectful and how they're guarding me. So I'm gonna you know you know set them up. Um, his one-on-one skills are his handles are still complete, but his separation is not like it used to be mm-hmm. uh, with him. And they're not giving him the fouls that they used to give him. They've really, uh, you know what? They might be might have called the James Harden rule because James used to get everything. Attacking the rap. I mean, anytime he stuck his arms out, that's that was his technique. He he'd attack, he'd stick his arms out and go up, and they were they were blowing. So they're not giving him a lot of that stuff they used to give him in, in the past, and that. So I, I think he's realized that, and so he's calmed down a little bit and kind of doing more dis- distribution type of stuff. Two things on Harden before we move out west. Did he learn that move from Chris Paul? I feel like that's the next step in the Chris Paul rip through. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think Chris Paul does it from a shooting standpoint, okay. meaning from his mid range to stand, you know, to at three little jabs and, and, and he, you know, it, depending on how you are, how close, if you're trying to, you know, you're trying to face, you know, he uses it in that situation. James mm-hmm. Harden, uh, uses it on drives. Okay. Yeah. Really effective. Like as he's attacking, he hits you with shoulders and he sticks it out and says, Go try to get it. Come on. Come on. And, you want and it. And as you he knows it. you're trying to go for it, he moves it or he moves it, which takes your, you know, your psych, your, your, your mental off of where the, the ball track is. Like, as a defender, me personally, um, I watch how you like to get to your, sh- your shot pocket, right? If you're, you know, you're outside, you're straight up. You're you're tight up. You know, there's different ways to which you get to your shot pocket, right? So knowing that, watching film, studying tape, um, I know where my reach points are with you. When you're driving, how you like to, you know, bring the ball up to get to your layup, that helps me to understand where your reach points are. And And James has a way of doing that but changing it so that you think you're going for the angle of reach point and you end up fouling. Harden, I think, too, is a fascinating case in the kind of career timeline of a player because think about him as super sixth man in OKC. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to pay him. They paid KD. They paid Russ. Even Ibaka before Harden. So he goes off to Houston, yeah. takes that next step, and he's at the top of the game. Doesn't win a championship, I know, but gets the one seed in the West. Gets to the conference finals, putting up all the numbers he won. Cycles through Westbrook, funny enough. Cycles through Chris Paul, but it's still James Harden's team. So he's at the top of the world. And I think to your point, he has been able to kind of take that step back, handle the ball, but learn how to play off. The other guy I want your opinion of, D'Angelo Russell. Can he slide off ball effectively enough? I think you've seen it at times. I think you've seen it in Minnesota where he – Showed abilities to do that. You've seen it with uh, Conley running point, yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In those situations, you've seen that there's an ability to do it. Um, I still think he's trying to find his way in LA. Um, you know, it's different in the playoffs. I mean, when you're look, when I like, for example, I'm looking at you. When I'm looking across at you for. 
potentially seven straight games. I don't have to worry about because 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 here's the thing. And here, I'm going to be honest. Uh, one of my boys, uh, my former teammates, Robert Pack, man, I hope I can get him on the show, too. He's He's been coaching over in Africa and doing a lot of stuff like that. Oh, dang. But but Rob Pack, he's he's he was a coach. He was with the Wizards for a long time and in L.A. And, and he talked about their their coaching schedules like. I didn't want to be an NBA coach for this specific reason. They, it's worse than playing. Yes. Huh? Listening to his schedule, being an NBA coach. Listen, I'm older than Teron Lou. I have spots of gray. Teron has gray. <laughs> like, because their schedules are so crazy. It's literally game, get on a plane. For, okay, let me, let, me, let me run it down to you. Shoot around. <clears throat> you get to a location. Let's just start from that. Shoot around. You're, the coaches are meeting before shoot around. Us as players, we're in bed. We're asleep. We wake up. We, you know, maybe take a shower, brush our teeth. We get into go eat breakfast because they have breakfast set up for you. Then we get prepared to go to shoot around or sometimes you'll do it at the hotel. They'll set it up and, and mirror it depending on what the situation is at the gym. Okay? Mm-hmm. The coaches are meeting before that all happens. They're sitting in the room. They're breaking things down. They're going over uh, the, the the shot charts. Um, they have this thing called um, synergy. They're looking at what plays they like to run, how many percentages they run this play, what is the effectiveness. They're breaking all that stuff down and, de- and, and devising a defensive scheme for that. Okay? okay? We're just talking about a regular game. We ain't talking about a playoff series. One of, one of 82. Right. Mm-hmm. So now the next thing they do, they go – Everybody gets on the bus. They probably go and eat. We all go over to the gym, shoot around. Shoot around. They come home. They get back. They're watching film. Mm-hmm. They maybe get a little nap, eat some food. They're, they're in you know their, their next little sessions of meetings. First bus. They have two buses. First bus goes over to the gym. That may be some of the veterans, like Reggie Miller and stuff. Some people get in a, in a cab and go over you know, on their own, just get there early enough to get some shots up, blah, blah, blah. Second bus comes, everybody's in their routine. Boom, they're in there drawing up the stuff, going over notes, putting the talking points down, what specific plays they're going to run depending on situations and circumstances. And he's got this big card. Then they play the game. After the game, shower, do media, get on the bus, go to the plane, you may have to fly on a back-to-back or you have a fly home or fly to another city and do the same routine over. But when we're, when we're on the freaking plane, knocked out, tired, sleep, feet up, you know what I mean? Maybe watching a movie, some people playing Boo-Ray, some people playing poker, whatever, you know, that, that, that method is. They're up there watching film for the next game. It's like nonstop, bro. So, so for me, I said, woo I don't. I mean, I I retired because I didn't. You know, I didn't want to play no more. I'm I'm tired. I don't know if I want to coach like that. <laughs> now I'm okay with coaching. I'm okay with recruiting. I'm okay with doing all of that. But good gosh Almighty, when I tell you, it was it was it was highly intensive. And so that's why in the early points, when Mark Cuban asked me, he was like, "Strick, what you want to do? You want to be on, you know, basketball ops side, or you want to be in the office?" I was like, "I, I think I want to be in the office." I was, you know, I just required, you know, retired. <laughs> right. I want to be in the office. So yeah. That's that's the routine. That's nuts. Yeah. On so many levels. You did peek a question, though. 
you mentioned some players going and taking a cab. So I assume, you know, there's a, a schedule for, you know, the workers at the arena, like, hey, be here. Teams are rolling up at this point. You know, got to open the doors yeah. up. Be ready. What if someone, you know, takes a cab a little early? You just have to hope that someone's at the door. Oh, there's always, in, there's always, there's always people there. Okay. Um, the the cab will take you through the secured area. Uh, the okay. bus goes through the secured area. Some, sometimes goes directly into the arena. They can pull you up to that specific area. The cab will just acknowledge and you say who's in the back. Oh, that's, that's Reggie Miller or it's Strick or it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah we got the game tonight. Oh, oh okay, then they'll let you kind of go and then you just go through the back door. The locker rooms already said uniforms are already said like. The the, the, the the people that do all the uniform stuff, mm-hmm. they're already there. They're, gotcha. they're already working. So you're not surprising anybody. Yeah, so you're not surprising anybody. Um, it'll be a matter of, you know, you grabbing one of the guys um, to just get out there and get the shots up. Yeah. And then they have ball – like, if you're on the road, they have ball boys already there too. So gotcha. if you're at home, same thing. So, you know, you really won't have a problem with being able to get shots up. But, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Well, speaking of surprises – Found a new way to cheat. An ultra marathoner took a car during a race <laughs> and tried to get away with it. Oh, I don't crazy. get that. We're going to get I, into that. Though. I, I, I want to get into that, and I and and if I'm wrong, help me because didn't a a, a bicycler do the same thing? A cycler, like guys that are doing Tour de France type stuff, like put the bike on the thing for a little bit and rode, and then. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I thought I heard something about that, too. We'll look into that over yeah. break, and then we're going to get into what are the, the most severe ways to cheat in sports? Because, mm. to me, taking a car when you're supposed to be running is up there. We'll get into that and all sorts of other ways uh, people have cheated in sports next.